0: hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the newest edition of the EKN Debrief, episode number 24, May 23rd, 2018, our recording date. My name is Rob Howden, joined, as I always am, here on the debriefs by David Cole, the managing editor of eCardinews.com. The event that will be debriefed and reported on here for this particular episode, the WKA Manufacturers Cup Series Keystone Nationals from Pittsburgh International Race Complex in Wampum, Pennsylvania. David, before we jump in and talk about the uh, the show's presenting sponsor, a uh, an interesting weekend for you, for sure.
1: It, it was. It always is when you go to, to the uh, Wampum, Pennsylvania facility there at Pittsburgh. Uh, weather is always a factor, uh, and but again, the track is always amazing because it provides some great racing, so it's always an interesting weekend anytime you go there, especially in May.
0: <laughs> right yeah exactly You're in the springtime perfect call alright ladies and gentlemen this week's show is presented by K1 Race Gear since 2003 K1 Race Gear has been a one stop shop for all your indoor and outdoor karting needs from racing shoes, suits and driving gloves to chest protectors rib vests, accessories and bags K1 Race Gear provides quality karting products for the enthusiast and professional alike Visit k1racegear.com today and get everything you need for your next racing outing. Well, David, as we do in these debriefs, we kick things off with just kind of an overview. You know, just stand back. you kind of a synopsis uh, of the weekend, what happened, weather, atmosphere to a certain extent. Give me your thoughts on, you kind of already said there was rain once again. It's kind of a standard, especially spring up in Wampum. But uh, give me your thoughts overall, the overview of uh, the Keystone Nationals.
1: Yeah, well, overall it was a it was a good event, a clean event, uh aside from the weather. It uh s- Friday was was good, no rain throughout the day. A little bit wet early in the morning, but uh, dried up through it was dry throughout the day. Saturday was a real uh tipsy, turby type deal where it rained, it dried, it rained, it dried, and then it rained again when we were leaving. So, uh and then it rained all night long, which uh, provided some some dampness in the morning uh, Sunday wise. So it was, you know, every time we go there, you kind of always expect rain. And, and one of the things that happened Saturday, oh, the radar looks clear. We're not going to get rain the rest of the day. What happens? We get rain before they even just think they're going to be that, that that there's there's going to be rain again. So uh, it's it, it's always an interesting uh, atmosphere. And then when I say atmosphere, I'm talking weather (laughs) when we we go to Wampum.
0: The funny thing is, is uh, when you have that on and off where it rains and then stops raining, it's so tough on the mechanics going back and forth. If Indeed, you have to go back and forth between wets and dries. But really, Dave, when it comes down to experience for these drivers to be able to go race in the rain and and compete in the rain. If regardless of what they're going to do in their racing careers, whether they're going to try to be professional or whether or not they're going to be career carters, there are, there's going to be a time when you're trying to win a major race and it's going to be wet. I still think getting a chance to race in the rain, and if it happens on a regular basis at, at uh, up in pit race, that's a good thing. It's a good thing for all these drivers to get a feel what it's like to compete in wet weather conditions
1: yeah it's it's good to get out on the racetrack you know I think there were maybe one or two people that didn't qualify in the rain but again like you said the kind of going back and forth was was the big issue. Uh, I think both the junior classes kind of had to to go, had to change like either right before their session or you know in both either Iami or Yamaha so those guys were kind of kind of jostling back and forth keeping the dad's really busy. Um, Miami senior was the last class of the day. They actually only had qualifying under the, in the wet conditions on Saturday. And then the rest of the time the track was able to dry by the time they hit the track for, for their heat races or the main event. So it was, uh, you know, it de- just kind of depended on where the, when the weather hit and where you were in the class lineup that, uh, kind of affected your weekend, uh, whether you were racing in the dry or racing in the wet. Overall, how did things look in the paddock number wise? You know, I think overall it was it was what we was expected in terms of numbers. Um, we hit the 100 mark, which is a good a good weekend. Not exactly the best weekend that you want to have, but in terms of being May with a lot of sc- you know kids not being able to get out of school or club races are starting up now around the Midwest and the Northeast and all the other areas that uh, that have a lot of support from WK members. So a lot of those racers just decided to stay at home and and either race at a club event or 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 had school functions that they couldn't get away from. Um so I think 100 was a good mark. Um you know obviously the struggle that we're looking at uh moving forward is in the Yamaha categories. We had 0 at GoPro and Yamaha Senior we were able to get 2. Uh, Yamaha Sportsman only had 5 at GoPro, we had 4 at Pittsburgh. So Those two categories are kind of on the chopping block, Um, looking forward and talking to a lot of people. It's, you know, Yamaha has always been a grassroots category, and we're just not getting the grassroots racers coming out and racing either at GoPro or at Pittsburgh. So, you know, I think that's something that WK is going to look at here moving forward to the next couple of events and for 2019. But um, other than that, I think the numbers were pretty consistent across the board, especially in the IME categories.
0: Yeah, indeed, a lot of great insight in terms of uh, where the Yamaha is kind of placing itself within uh, you know the hierarchy that pyramid we always talk about of grassroots, club, regional, national racing. And you're right, David. It's it's going to be time to you know when you've got no guys coming uh, in Yamaha senior. At GoPro two here at Pit Race and the same kind of you know five and four for Yamaha Sportsman. That's when you sit back and you say, okay, listen, this is a national program with WKA. We got to figure out what we're going to offer up to be able to be able to properly represent uh, club and regional racing on the East Coast of, of the U.S. Interesting, interesting insight for sure. Folks, stick with us. We got more to come. We are just getting things underway. Episode number twenty four of the EKN debrief. David Cole giving us his review of the event at Pittsburgh International Race Complex, the WK Manufacturers Cup Series Keystone Nationals. After this break, we'll be back with the Paddock Pass. From coast to coast, Miami has become the two-cycle engine of choice for American karting. Starting with the air-cooled 60cc Swift engine and moving through to the incredible X30 power plant, IANI is providing much-needed stability for the sport. The Swift and X30 engines are the backbone of the Supercar USA Pro Tour and Pro Car Challenge Series, as well as the PKS, the Route 66 Sprint Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. We're thrilled to introduce the new IAMI KA-100 rejet engine with a special introductory price of just $16.95 until the end of February. The new engine is getting rave reviews and will be part of the USPKS, Route 66, and WKA Man Cup programs in 2018. Watch for more regions of the country to get on board with this new formula. We have two distribution centers in the U.S. to serve you well. Miami East in Mooresville, North Carolina, in Miami West in Temecula, California. The momentum is continuing to build, so it's time to make an investment in stabilizing your engine program. For more information on IAMI, head to the website for your region, iamiusaeast.com or iamiusawest.com. If your dream is IndyCar, Set your sights on the Mazda Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. The first step of the ladder system is the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship powered by Mazda, which prepares young drivers for the calculated jump to the Pro Mazda Championship presented by Cooper Tires, where increased power, grip, and aero downforce fast track your training. The final rung is the Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires program. The last four Indy Lights champions will be racing in the Verizon IndyCar Series this year with a proven formula. At all three levels, you will race at premier venues on the same weekends as IndyCar. Showcase your skills under the watchful eyes of IndyCar scouts and owners. Former Carters fill the roster of Mazda Road to Indy graduates like Spencer Pigot, Gabby Chavez, Zach Veach, Ed Jones, and 2017 Indy Lights Champion, Kyle Kaiser. Recent karting graduates like Oliver Askew are in the middle of their journeys as well. Follow in their footsteps. Fulfill your dream. If you want to race IndyCar, there is only one choice the Mazda Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires. Welcome back to episode number 24 of the EKN Debrief. Uh, Rob Howden talking with David Cole. Managing Editor of EKN coming off his trip to Pittsburgh International Race Complex for the Keystone Nationals, the event on the WK Manufacturers Cup Series. We're going to jump into the Paddock Pass presented by Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the new state-of-the-art Speed Sports Racing Park just north of Houston, the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. All right, David, into the Paddock Pass right now. A lot of stuff happened on the track, off the track, Uh Paddock pass, kind of giving us this opportunity to look away from the racetrack a little bit, but as well, kind of giving an overview of things that happen in the events. What's uh, what do you got for us here?
1: Well, I think overall, looking at the the racing on track, overall it was pretty clean. Uh, a lot of good racing, clean racing, uh, competitive racing, and not too many calls were uh, penalties were called into uh, race control. So that was one good positive uh, on the weekend was. Was that situation. Uh, we did have one red flag. Uh, one kid cart on Saturday happened to uh, tumble uh, and the uh, and then the kid received a broken arm uh, between the elbow and the shoulder, which is one of those rare uh, areas uh, of the arm that you're going to break. So uh, he's going to have a, a, a long but uh, hopefully a good recovery back. Um, but other than that, there weren't too many other inc- major incidents. Uh, maybe one or t- I think one other flip that uh, resulted in no injuries, just just kind of a you know up and over type situation. Uh, but again, nothing, no real. Um, I, I'm trying to to say the word politely. No, no stupid driving. I guess I'll just say it that way you know uh, you just you know it. just a lot of you know it was a lot of good racing you, you know in the mini category i think you had 10 guys that 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 could have been in the hunt but it was just you know some guys were able to break away and and kind of play the chess game a little bit better than the others uh the you KA know, 100 we saw a lot of good racing up front with that um, The i seniors uh you know nothing nothing too dirty there you know just some good clean racing there as well so and again the junior categories you know, providing some great racing that we've seen at WK throughout the, uh, the last couple of years. Um, starts were, were uh, very clean. Uh, you know, obviously we see that that's one of the biggest issues of the pushback bumper yeah. uh, where guys are kind of overdriving the starts. Well, uh, David Coates was the, uh, the head starter for the weekend. Uh, he's, he's been working with WK here and there. He's been working with Scuza here and there uh he was he was able to you know wave off a couple starts here and there for for guys coming in too fast you know one thing with the way the pit circuit is laid out they have that cutoff so you're not making that super long you know, uh warm up lap so you, you you can you can yeah. you can you can take time to to wave off a start if if you don't think the field is set or if you think the front row is is doing something they shouldn't be doing. So, and they were a bit a bit slower starts. So, I think that again, the way the, la- the track is laid out, it helps provide for uh, easier starts.
0: I like that. I like the idea of any future track design. Uh, if you're if you're designing a racetrack, see if you can't have a good cutoff so you can bring them back around again quickly without a start. You don't have to do the full lap around the entire track. Now, David, question for you. Now, you know, one of our buzzwords that we've kind of pushed on. Uh, through the start of the season here on com has been uh, racecraft. You know, overall, you gave us a couple you know, there's a couple of flips, but overall clean racing, you know, there wasn't these stupid moves as you were talking about, maybe some more respect. Overall, can you say, hey, you know what, you know, Rob, everybody else, the racecraft was actually pretty good. Do you feel that maybe it's been a little better or or what do you think about that?
1: Well, I think that's what I meant when I say clean racing. I think yeah. the racecraft was overall clean. Good. You know, there was a lot of uh, uh, low percentage maneuvers. I mean, there was a couple here and there, but again, you're going to have that. You're going to have that's guys racing. taking you're going to have guys taking chances and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. I think that was one of the results of of the the other flip that I was talking about. It was just kind of a or or guy was just stuck in the middle of the track and you had nowhere to go type deals. So, um yeah, I think racecraft over wise. You know, again, it was it was clean. You know, there there weren't many penalties called in. So I think I think those two uh, aspects provide an overall positive uh, grade on racecraft. If 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 you want to kind of put a a grade on it, you know, I wouldn't say it was an A plus or an a you know, I would say. It was a B being maybe a B plus uh, overall, because again, you know, you have you have a couple mistakes here and there that, you know, prov- you know, uh, results in contact. And it happens. It's part of racing.
0: Yeah. You know what, David? I, I don't want to put uh, you know, we, I don't want to pigeonhole racecraft into this deal where you can have zero contact, you know, because if you're making a lo- if you're making a move and you think it's there and you're going to try to make you, you know, you're, you're trying to fit your car into that spot because you think it's there. Well, that's racing, right? It's it's the hammering a guy from behind, or you will just punt them off the racetrack, or or not getting off the gas when there's a wreck. There's certain things that are more racecraft and more respect that we're really we're really pushing. Hey, if, if a couple of guys are racing hard and it's a low percentage move, and a guy makes a mistake and it doesn't work because he doesn't quite pull pull off the move, well, that's going to happen. That's not that's not it's kind of racecraft, but it's hey, you know what? We're racing too. You open the door and I get in there, and I I don't quite make the right pass. I'm not quite positioned correctly, and there's contact. That's going to happen. That's just racing. Well, That's yeah. hard racing. I think. And, it, and it's, better, it's right?
1: also it's not just the one driver. It's both drivers. It's knowing when to when to give up the spot. You know, it's instead of just yeah. holding on to the outside, knowing you're not going to make it because their their front tires are already ahead of your nose cone. You're not going to make it. You got to kind you got to get out of it and you know maybe there were there were a couple incidents of that that happened and you know again that's it's not bad racecraft it's just uh, improper decision on on the driver that's being overtaken so uh you know it kind of you know the gracecraft kind of goes both ways it's it's the guys that are passing and also the guys that are being passed
0: agreed agreed all right now back into the paddock what uh, what do you just see paddock wise
1: well, uh, the WK seems to be a little bit more, of you know, like we talked earlier, a little bit more grassroots. Um, the majority of the competitors are there under their with their own trailers. some even out of the back of a pickup with an easy up. Um, so you, there, there was a little bit of an absence of some of the major shops and teams that that weren't there. Uh, you had a couple, you know, obviously, some of the engine builders were there with uh, with Comet Racing Engines and Gary Lawson. Uh, they, they were there, but they didn't have their full hauler there. Um, uh, Franklin Motorsports uh, didn't have their, their parts trailer there. Uh, they had, obviously, some home tracks, uh, home events they were taking care of. Um, obviously, with it being a busy season now that May is underway and, and a lot of the club tracks are, are getting going up in Wisconsin. So they weren't there. So actually, there was, there was a kind of with the, with the track shop not being what it used to be with, with, with Dan there, you know, there was kind of like, where do I go to get parts? Type deals. So, you know, thankfully there were there were some some shot uh, you know teams there. Obviously, Miami USA East was there. So, engine wise, a lot of the, the you know parts were there, but you were talking chassis parts or, or rims and you know extra tires and and this and that. So everybody had to kind of be prepared when they got there. Uh, that was one other thing was was talk of of rain tires. Um, you know, they have new the new YNP. I want to, yes. So the YNP compound is the newer, newer compound. And there was a mix of that compound with the old compound uh, throughout the weekend during, and it it didn't, it didn't really seem to be a difference uh, when you were looking at the stopwatch because again, you have to, you know, as you talked about getting out there and racing in the rain, it it boils down to driver, you know, you, you, you need to be able to drive it. And so it it was kind of hard to, 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 to determine if, the newer compound was better than the old compound because you had a mixture of both at the front. So interesting. yeah, I mean, I very mean, interesting. it just, it just still had, you know, WK I think kind of has that grassroots feel where it, it's just, you know, guys that are, are trying to make the next step up and, and you also have guys that are still racing uh, nationally and internationally that are there as well too. So it, it's a good mix. Uh, you know, it, it, It's it kind of is what it is right now because there's so many so many races going on right now. There was, you know, obviously with the NOLA event going on with the Rock uh, Festival, there were people that were down there that probably would have been there. So it's 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 just a lot of things going on into factoring why numbers are what they are. And it's and it's hard to, you know, the the sport's always a moving target. It's hard to pinpoint exactly what's going to happen and be able to project what what's going to happen.
0: A lot of races, a lot of events, a lot of series, and like you said, David. Now we're into spring. The clubs are starting up, so people are running their getting going with their own club racing. There Was a couple other major events, as like you said, down at NOLA Motorsports Park. And again, it's just uh, there's a certain amount of racers, and they can only go to a certain amount of events. Now, what about on track? Anything stand out for you on track?
1: Well, one of the things that we continue to watch is the development of the nitro kart. Um, you know, the, the Nick Tucker's program is still becoming one of the uh, the top uh, cadet chassis programs in the country. Uh, they were able to rack on three three of the four wins in the cadet categories. They also is uh, talking with Nick. Uh, they're going to be de- uh, releasing the kid cart model as well soon. So, uh, so that's another uh, avenue that they're looking at. Again, they're looking to build from the bottom up, get these kids out in the sport. And, you know, they got a really great um, local program in, in North Carolina, but they're also developing a number of partners throughout the country. They're getting some some uh, support out in California. They're looking at the Pacific Northwest. They've they've got the Northeast. Uh, the, they've got some some representation in the Midwest. So it's uh, it, that that program is continuing to grow.
0: I like to hear that. I love to hear in growth. I don't care where it is. I just love hearing about growth and carding. That is the Paddock Pass uh, brought to you by the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Again, episode number 24 of the EKN Debrief. Uh, David Cole and I breaking down the WKA Manufacturer's Cup Keystone Nationals from Pittsburgh International Race Complex. After this break, we're going to come back and start looking at the race report. And, and David will give you some, some class-by-class reviews of what he saw on his trip to Pennsylvania. Stick with us. More to come here on the EKN Debrief. Are you ready to get the 2018 season started? If you're like us, we're ready to get out of the snow and back to the track. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience. We can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, and of course, our championship-winning Merlin chassis. If you're ready to take your racing to the next level, come join us at Team FMS. We've been supplying racers with start to finish support at race events for many years, from providing a helping hand at a weekday test outing or club event, to full arrive and drive packages at the highest level of karting competition. For 2018, we'll be attending the Scusa Winter Series and Pro Tour, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the Route 66 Karting Series. For all things karting, visit franklinkart.com. I'm Chris Wheeler from Bell Racing USA. In 2017, go-kart champions Jake French and Ryan Norbert were awarded e-karting news drivers of the year powered by Bell Racing USA. Now those drivers on the official Bell Athlete roster have been tearing it up in 2019. But can they be beat? Are you the one? Only you can find out on eCardingNews.com. Welcome back to uh, episode number 24 of the EKN Debrief. Rob Howden talking with David Cole about the most recent WK Manufacturers Cup event up in Pennsylvania. Into the race report section now as David will break down the categories. Uh, this particular section, this episode brought to you by Rawlison Performance Group. At the Rawlison Performance Group, we strive for ultimate success. We're more than just an arrive and drive race team with countless wins on the national and regional level. Our focus is on complete driver development, and that's where the success is fueled. We combine one-on-one coaching, on-track instruction, and intensive data debriefing with unparalleled cart and engine prep. Our program will help you raise your game. We'll take you to the next level. If that's your goal, RPG needs to be your next move. All right, David, into the race report now. Let's start with IAMI Senior. Talk about the uh, the events that we saw in the Miami Senior X30 category.
1: Well, Teddy Wilson made his return back uh, to WK competition. Teddy, a uh, driver from the UK, uh, came over as living, I believe, living here in the United States as he's a F4 United States championship driver uh, for Jay Howard, uh, decided to strap on the helmet again uh, at Pittsburgh, uh, and was able to duplicate a victory. A winner in Daytona came around uh, on Saturday. Uh, wasn't quite a standout uh, leader, but uh, during the dry main event, uh, which shockingly you would think living in the UK would be a great rain racer. I mean, he wasn't bad, but he just didn't stand out uh, in, in the wet conditions. But uh, That's profiling, Cole. I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just... <laughs> I, I thought the same thing of Garrison, you know, Garrison living in Florida being, he should be a wet weather driver as well too. So, I agree. No,
0: you're right though.
1: You know, it's I just agree. like no, right. Canadians should be able to drive in the snow.
0: <laughs> and I
2: can.
1: There we go. All right. Yeah. So yeah. So, uh, so Wilson was able to emerge as uh as a top driver in the main event uh, running uh, over Colin Neal and David Cobb jr. Uh, he was able to get his first WK podium in the category. So it was, it was a great run for uh, Calba, former uh, driver of the month uh, here on EKN. turn to Saturday or Sunday, Garrison goes out first lap of warm up. Austin Garrison on the Fullerton and just plows into the uh, the pillows and the tire barriers outside Turn One. Uh, brake failure where the uh, the caliper just happened to stick and didn't uh, didn't uh, turn on and. Uh, Garrison had no brakes, so decided to put it in the tire wall instead of hitting something else that would have been a lot worse. So uh, he came back from that in the warm up and just laid down a monster lap in qualifying. And from that, he was untouched the rest of the day. So he was able to sweep the day uh, in the IME senior category. So another victory for him, which probably is going to help him in the championship chase uh, with Austin McCusker having a bad, not necessarily a bad weekend, but didn't have a standout weekend. Uh, was, was fast, but had a couple of issues here and there that just kind of kept him off the podium in both days. Uh, but Garrison was able to run away from both Wilson and Colin Neal. Uh, Wilson won the, uh, overall trophy, So he had maximum points on the weekend.
0: You know, Austin Garrison, we're going to chance to see him do a lot of racing and, uh, he's just really on his game right now getting a lot of chance to be on track and, uh, Nice, nice to see him do well, and obviously very, very exciting to see Teddy Wilson getting back behind the wheel of the cart, even though his focus is on the F4 US Championship with uh, with Jay Howard. Always, I always love seeing guys get back into that, you know, the purity of carting, even though they're trying to move on because you want as much seat time as you possibly can. Good on Teddy for coming out and, and playing with the WK Manufacturers Cup. How about K? How about K one hundred?
1: Well, again, this is a new category to WKA, so it's you know it's still trying to to build up the numbers. It sounds like the Midwest is just booming with this engine right now at the local level. So I think I think in the future that's going to help build the numbers in this category. Uh, We had about uh, let me see what was it? Uh, Yeah, we had Nine. nine, which you know. Even though the number only shows nine, it was it was a very tight field because a lot of the guys were were in the mix throughout the weekend. It was probably one of the great categories we had racing wise all weekend long. So, but it also welcomed two new winners Saturday. Again, this category kind of had the the back and forth with the rain, the dry, the rain again for the main event. Andrew Patterson was able to negotiate the wet course uh, and score his first WKA victory with a solid performance. Uh, over double GoPro winner Blake Hunt and Taylor Stanford rounded out the podium in third. So it was good to see uh, a first-time winner in the category and at WKA overall. Uh, Sunday, Dakota Pesic, no stranger to WKA competition, a longtime Yamaha racer. He uh, he was able to rebound from a tough Saturday and score his uh, first victory in his KA 100 debut. It was a great battle between him, Emery Lida, and Blake Hunt. Those those three kind of went back and forth here and there. Great racing, great side by side racing. You know, again, great racecraft. No, you know, guys were giving each other a little bit of room, maybe not enough room, you know. So, but nothing, nothing too uh, too harmful. But uh, in the end, uh, Pesek was able to get away and uh, and score score the victory. Uh, kind of a repeat of last year, where last year he came and, and raced and won in the Yamaha senior category to honor his father his passing father. Uh, So a year later now was able to honor his memory again uh, with another victory. Uh, But overall, Blake Hunt leaves with the overall trophy for the weekend. So it's going to kind of help provide him a good gap uh, on the championship lead, which his rival Colin Neal wasn't able to uh, decided to uh, take a step back after some issues uh, early Saturday and, and Friday where they decided to not do double duty anymore. So they focused their program on on the uh, Miami senior division. And uh, so obviously got two podiums with that. So took away the focus from the K100. Didn't race that at all. So uh, Hunt's got a, a sizable lead right now, probably going into, uh, into Norway.
0: Nice. He's, seems like he's got some pretty good consistency going on, Blake Hunt. So good for him. Uh, Dave, let's move into Yamaha Sr. It'll be quick, just a couple drivers uh, there, but uh, obviously worth worth mentioning the drivers who were able to get, to get the wins.
1: Yeah, it was an all-female category with uh, Megan yeah. Perry and Kayla Chapman. Uh, each of them took a, a victory on the weekend. Uh, Chapman uh, won the tiebreaker, so she took over, the, took home the uh, overall trophy for the weekend.
0: Moving to IAMI Jr., uh, biggest category on the weekend with 19 drivers. Uh a uh, little bit of wet, uh, wet, dry for these guys too?
1: Oh, of course. Yeah, um, they were uh, they were hit pretty good with, with some weather. Again, kind of the back and forth. The, sa- the Saturday race was pretty interesting because it was, it was getting to the point where, okay, is it going to be dry enough? And it ended up not being dry enough. So majority of the field went out on rain tires. And on rain tires, Caden Wharf was able to do his rain dance and get away from with a great victory uh, on a drying track, uh, pulling away from Josh Green and Matthew Dunkovic, both earning their first podium finishes of the season, placing second and third. But the dry tires did come in at the end because there were a handful of drivers that did go out on on slick tires. Caden Young was one of them. And with probably about five laps to go, really started noticing the difference in lap times. And, And in the last, I think, what, maybe two laps, Went from 10th to 5th as the quickest card on the racetrack uh, to, to finish in the top five. So it was a great move. It just, you know, the laps just didn't quite go pan out the way he wanted to. Yeah, a couple more laps.
0: You right. know, he was
1: 11, at the end, he was 11 seconds behind the leader. So you figure maybe, I think maybe five laps, if there were five laps left in the race, he probably would have had something for, for Worf.
0: I love races like that. I love it when there's that because you got to roll the dice because the person that rolls the dice with the dries they're going to suck when it's wet just they're, they're just barely hanging on and then when it starts yeah. to dry things start things start coming in I love yeah, that and it wasn't
1: That's it fun. wasn't that the dry tires really were bad I, at the beginning I don't think I think they were just very very cautious because obviously once yeah. you went off the track well, that was one of the things the the, the grass was very tall. So anytime a cart kind of went off track, I, it almost stuck because again, it was really, it was really soggy from all the rain they had the week prior to. So it was very interesting to see, um, you know, guys going out there on the slick tires. And again, if you started in the back, it was a perfect, if tr- it was a perfect gamble. And, and for young, it, it, it paid off with a, with a fifth place, fifth place finish. So
0: nice. I like it. I like so Sunday, it Sunday was,
1: you know, again, um, it, it did dry. It did dry enough for them. So they were on dry tires by the time they went out there. Um, but it was a three driver battle. You had uh, Wharf up there leading a the majority of the race. Uh, Caleb Bacon found some speed overnight. Uh, they, they actually stripped his cart full of all the decals as much as they possibly could to kind of lose a couple pounds here and there on his cart. Oh, yeah, it was really floor, floor pan yeah. graphics, bodywork graphics, any hoses, any, you know, smaller battery, all of it. They, they they were pounding away at that thing, trying to strip weight from it. So I'm not I'm not quite sure exactly how much they lost, but they were working on a pretty hard Saturday night when I left. So um, so he found his speed overnight, was able to to to, to race wharf. Josh Green kind of sat there in third, letting those two guys kind of go back and forth, and it actually paid off in the end. Because on the final lap, a little bit of contact in the, bark, in the back section of the racetrack opened up the door. Green went from third to first and held off uh, Bacon at the line by forty-two thousandths of a second to score his score his first victory uh, oh. at WKA competition. So, uh, and Wharf had to settle for for a, a disappointing third. Obviously, he had the speed to win, but just didn't quite play the chess game good enough. Uh, Green actually won the uh, overall trophy, so that's going to kind of help him in the championship chase as I think we got probably maybe four or five drivers that are kind of going to be in the mix as we're at the halfway point now.
0: Wow, all right. So Yamaha Jr., obviously the high point in the Yamaha class uh, at uh, pit race with 15. Uh, Give me your thoughts there. I know a couple of drivers, at least one, that ran in the IAMI Jr., uh, was there in Yamaha Jr. as well, Caden Worf being the driver again up front.
1: Yeah, Worf was one of the uh, – a couple that were doing the double duty, as we uh, typically see it at, at WK competition. Uh, Yamaha Jr. was the second cat class to hit the racetrack uh, in the race order, and their main event on Saturday was a complete downpour in the first five minutes. I mean, we're <laughs> we're talking sideways rain where it was <laughs> – if, if you've been there, you understand that the water tower sits on top of the hill. Well, the water tower was soaking wet on one side of it because you could see the rain just f- blowing in from sideways. So it was it was a it was a time that I stayed in the in the scoring tower. I did not go out there for photos. I waited until towards the end of the race when the sun decided to come back out. So it was it was a completely soaked racetrack and sun shining, and you could just see the 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 steam coming off the racetrack from the sun beating on it. It was, it was a very cool visual to see carts out there with, with in the situation that they were in, but uh, that's awesome results. Results wise. Worf was able to, to manage the downpour, establish a solid lead uh, and and keep it throughout the rest of the race to a 10 second uh, gap for his victory. Uh, Tyler Lemp had a a career best second place finish uh, ahead of Tyler Ferris, another double duty racer. Uh, so they were all three of those were able to ma- manage the, uh, the rain very well, uh, on Saturday, turn over to Sunday. It was, uh, it was a dry main event and Luca Mars just kind of ran away with it. Uh, Luca was fast on Saturday, but didn't, had got caught up in some, some contact and some other things. So it kind of hampered his results. Uh, but Mars just, just did. Duplicated the, the type of performance that Worf did and, and ran away with an eight-second advantage over over Ferris with Worf uh, placing in third. Uh, and Worf was able to take home the overall trophy in that category.
0: Overall, pretty good weekend for uh, for Caden Worf on the podium. What, four, four podiums, I guess, right?
1: Yeah, very good weekend. Uh, had, had his dad doing a lot of the wrenching. Had uh, Gary Lawson from Comet there. Working engine wise and helping them on on some setup choices. So yeah, Warf obviously from from going from last year where he had a throttle stuck and went straight off into the pillows and the tire barrier and and had a scary. It was a very scary wreck. So to come to bounce back a year later and to uh, to show he wasn't afraid of the the, the track anymore. That's for sure.
0: All right, folks, there you go. Our first half of our race report. We're going to cut to a quick break. Stick with us. When we come back, four more categories for David still to review
2: from the WK event up in Wampum, Pennsylvania. Hi, EKN listeners. This is Jeff Wessel from Streeter Superstands. When it comes to lifts and stands for your carts and the largest selection of shop and trailer accessories, we know all about building and giving you the best. The Streeter Super stands crew has over 30 years of experience, are kart racers just like you, and know that the Streeter name stands for durability, affordability, and most of all, quality. We're the original and genuine manufacturer of Bigfoots and Stacker Stands, and we build them right here in the USA, along with our best-selling Streeter Superlift, upright stands, and an ever-growing roster of shop and trailer accessories to outfit any trailer or garage. While some guys pretend to be number one, we prove it every day, every race. Racers demand the best, and Streeter Superstand builds it. Check us out at StreeterSuperstands.com. When it comes to the best in lifts, stands, shop, and trailer accessories, and all the cool necessities that make your race day easy and organized, it's all at StreeterSuperstands.com. We innovate, not imitate. Roll with the best right now at StreeterSuperstands.com.
0: You've heard the name VME Kart all winter. It's the hottest new chassis on the circuit and it's time to get behind the wheel of one yourself. It doesn't matter what series, the VME Kart is running up front. The WK Manufacturer's Cup, the Scuza Winter Series, the Florida Winter Tour, the Challenge of the Americas, the VME Kart is on fire. VME Kart USA is a new importer for Vince and Lorenzo Mandarino's creations, and we're ready to take the karting scene by storm. Colin Neal kicked off the 2018 season with two big wins on his VME cart at the WK Manufactured Cup opener in Daytona. And then, Chase Gardner put the VME kart on top of the podium at the Rock Cup Challenge of the Americas opener in Phoenix in February. Big wins at big races, and there's much more where that came from. To learn about our chassis and our program, and to see what we're doing in U.S. karting every weekend, follow us on Facebook at VME USA. Welcome back to EKN Debrief number 24. David Cole and I going to work breaking down the WK Manufacturers Cup Keystone Nationals from Pittsburgh International Race Complex. Still working on the race report brought to you by Rawls and Performance Group. David, four more categories still to go. Mini Swift, Yamaha Sportsman, Micro Swift, and Kid Carts. Pretty good field for many Swift, four,
1: uh, 15 drivers, rather, uh, on the grid. It, it was a very competitive field. A lot of guys that we see from race to race, from series to series, uh, all racing there. Uh, it, it was, you know, again, like I said earlier, it probably could have been any one of the top 10 that could have been battling for the win It just kind of playing the, the game of chess a little bit better than some others. And we saw a couple of veterans uh, of the cadet category emerge uh, with victories. Uh, one of them, including Jeremy Fletcher. Uh, Fletcher's now been able was able to score his first victory in WK competition. I know we've seen him win at the Pro Tour and at the Winter Series, so now he's added a WK victory to his uh, resume for 2018. Uh, the sun during his main event, the sun was shining, but again the track was wet, so everybody was on rain tires, uh, and Fletcher was kind of challenged a little bit early, but uh, a battle for second allowed him to get away and putting down some consistent lap times to get away by a six-second margin uh, over the field. So Dean Lambrose earning his first podium finish of the season, uh, placing in the runner-up spot over Annie Rule. Uh, Then you transfer over to Sunday, and it was Brent Cruz, a guy that we've seen win around the world (laughs) as the uh, IAMI uh, champion uh, last year. So uh, Cruz was was able to outlast this was in the I believe it was in the dry weather conditions yeah dry weather conditions on Sunday correct uh, I always forget because it's so hard knowing when the rain's going and when the rain wasn't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but Cruz it was it was a great battle early on a lot of the I think it was probably 10 drivers in the lead group and then four of them were able to break away and and Cruz was just able to uh, outmaneuver the uh, the three other drivers in the pack, uh, edging out Andy Rule at the line with Fletcher coming across in third. And so the two podiums I, Fletcher gave him the uh, overall victory uh, and trophy to take home back to Florida.
0: Yeah, it must have been close. Obviously, Andy Rule having a really good weekend too. A couple of second-place finishes uh, uh, against two of the top young mini-Swift drivers in the country, right? Brent Cruz and Jeremy Fletcher. So all in all, it sounds like that was a pretty – Pretty exciting battle in that category.
1: It was. And she she does, she knows Pittsburgh. Uh, She's very good at the facility and she's very good at other ones. And I, I, you know, she's obviously one of probably one of the top 15 cadet drivers that we probably have in the country, I think. And so, yeah, always good to see her up front.
0: Well, moving to Yamaha Sportsman, because I know, you know, we've talked about drivers doing double duty and Annie Rule. Uh, Had a good fight with Danny Dozelski to start the weekend off.
1: Yeah, Danny's another uh, double duty. He actually moved up to the mini-Swift category this weekend. Uh, uh, A longtime micro driver, now moved up to mini this weekend. Uh, Actually, he was the fourth driver in that league pack on Sunday. So uh, he he had a phenomenal debut in the mini-Swift category, but an even better weekend in the Yamaha Sportsman class because he was able to win both main events over Annie Rule both days. Uh, Saturday was the, was a the sketchy one where it started out dry. Everybody's on dry tires. It got to about the halfway mark, and that's when the rain decided to come back. That let's see. I think it was three o'clock at the time, and and the forecast said five o'clock rain. So I think they were about two hours off on that. But uh, <laughs> that's my favorite, uh,
0: David. That's my favorite when it starts dry and you know what, and then goes wet. I, I it love it what,
1: is. It's and that was a, that. was go. kind of the deal. It. If it hadn't rained so hard when it did decide to rain, I think they would have let them go. But all four of the drivers did a phenomenal job keeping their carts on the racetrack. But Danny did it better than anyone was able to tiptoe his way around the uh, the wet track and and reach checkered flag first for his for his victory. Uh, Rule was second. Sebastian Ng was third nice. on that day. The next day, Rule and Dazalski went back and forth again. Uh, the pre-final was actually a tie, so it was 0.000, 000 on the watch, uh, but Dyslowski won the, the, the photo finish, had the margin at the line, but turned to the final. It was only 9000 nine thousandths of a second that separated them this time, wow. still with Dyslowski <laughs> scoring the victory.
0: That's crazy. It that was wow! It,
1: it was to have those two races decided by nine thousands so where one of them was a tie. I mean, it's you know, it was a great. You know, it was a chess game. They were just going to kind of sit back and and wait till the last corner. So it was fun to watch that. And Miles Murray uh, rounded out the podium on Sunday with a third place finish.
0: So Andy Rule ended up with four second place finishes on the weekend. That's solid. Very. Nicely done. Nicely done. All right. You talked about Danny Dazelski running micro-swift, but jumping up into the mini-swift. Let's look at micro-swift. What, uh, what do you see in that category at pit race?
1: Well, the story going in was was going to be if Ben Mayer could continue his win streak. He had won both races at Daytona, but won both races at GoPro. So he was the focus, and he was really the target. Everybody was gunning for him. And it ended up being Gavin Bochelle who stood out, and had a breakout performance on the weekend, winning both main events. Uh, and this is only his first season in karting, so every time he's out on the racetrack, he's learning, uh, working under the nitro tent alongside Mayor and working with with Nick Tucker and Ashley Rogero. There, uh, you know, was never been to the facility before, so this was his first time out the racetrack, and was up in the lead group every session and just happened to be in the right place at the right time Mayor was leading on Saturday uh, just it was still wet they were on, I believe they were on rain tires still or might it, no it might have been slick tires yes it was dry tires they were on and mayor was looking at a leader or lap cart ahead of them and just happened to drop a wheel off at a curb and outside the curb was complete mud and so mayor spun the cart completely around stalled the engine and Bochelle, uh just drove right by with uh, Lucas Zabo right behind him. Uh, and then so their race ended up being the race for the win. And Shell beat him beat Zabo out at the line by 84 thousandths of a second.
0: Wow. So moving on to Sunday, uh, battle just probably heated up once again.
1: It was. This time it was uh, a three driver battle. Uh, instead of a two-driver battle at the line, uh, Hoyt Moore, who finished third on sat- on Saturday, was involved with Boishelle and Mayer on Sunday. Those three drivers went back and forth, all taking turns at the lead. Uh, but in the end, uh, Boishelle was able to edge out Mayer at the line by four hundredths of a second. Another great race to the line, and Moore was just, just a little bit short coming up in third.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't want to point out a negative because it really isn't a negative because it comes from a huge positive. But this is this is the first weekend of the year, the first event that Ben Mayer has actually scored a race win. It
1: is again that because didn't he win? He's he's won at every event so far this year. That that was the other streak that uh, that was broken this <laughs> yeah. weekend, and it just happened to be his teammate. So I think if anybody he'd like to lose to, it'd be a nitro cart.
0: Well, you know, first and foremost, you have got to give Ben Mayer unbelievable props. Because I don't care, it was Scusa Pro Tour, WK Manufacturers Cup. Every race that he attended, he won at least one of the main Winner, events. What a great way yep. to start the season! right? Winner
1: series and USBKS. Yeah. Yep,
0: and USBKS. What a what a run! And, and I guarantee he'll start up another one probably at the next weekend because he's uh, definitely one of the, the best young micro drivers in the country. Uh, David, let's wrap up the race report. Again, brought to you by uh, the Rawlison Performance Group. Kid cart on the docket uh, for WK Man Cup as well.
1: Yep, kid Kart had another good uh, twelve drivers there. Uh, obviously, you know, we as we know, kid Carts are always learning. Uh, we had some issues Saturday with the red flag, so it was, you know, once we kind of sat the, the the drivers and the parents down and got kind of got them to understand uh, the procedures and everything like that with the flags and all of this. Uh, everything went smooth after that, so it was good to see. The kids listening and learning because, again, that's what Kid Cart is about. Uh, but on track, Chase Grow was able to win his second final of the year uh, on Saturday, beat out Hudson Floyd and uh, Colton McQuaid, uh, joining him on the podium. Sunday was Beckham Lewis dominating the day, uh, winning all the sessions on track, driving away to a six second advantage in the main event. Grow ended up second with Sam Tutweiler on third.
0: All in all, going through the race
1: report sounded like a pretty
0: fun weekend for everyone at the Manufacturer's Cup Keystone Nationals. David, time to wrap up this debrief. Let's start looking forward a little bit because we got a pretty good run coming through June and July. Time to move into the EKN Trackside Live race calendar presented by Comet Cart Sales. David, we got five events we're going to talk about. I'll take mine, you take yours, and uh, then we'll head into the wrap-up. June 7th, 8th, and 9th, Night racing for me. I'm going to Denton, Texas at the North Texas Carter's facility, the Texas pro cart challenge, getting going again, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night under the lights in Texas. I, I, you know how much I love under the you know nighttime racing under the lights. I know you feel the same way. It's going to be a pretty fun weekend. I think when we head back to Denton.
1: Yeah. I'm a bit jealous that you get to go to that <laughs> and I won't be there. I, I'm yeah, really, yeah. I'm really hoping for a night race somewhere. I mean, we have Lancaster that comes up in September yeah, that's true. But you yep. just you just want a little bit more, you know.
0: Well, considering the fact that we went to the Scusa Pro tour Spring Nationals in Phoenix, it was 106 degrees during the day, and then what? Like 85 and beautiful at night. I think that if if is if is going back to Phoenix again, which I'm sure they probably will down the line, if it's going to be one of those weekends, got to be a night race. For sure. Because I think that would that would be sure. awesome. All right, what's I'm going in June, first week of June, I'm going to Texas. You're home. Next weekend, you're back on
1: the road. Yep, the next weekend, I head back to GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, North Carolina, Race City, USA, for (laughs) the United States Pro Kart Series, their second event of 2018, which will mark the halfway point because they have only three events on the year. So it will be probably another good event. Obviously, a lot of locals are going to be racing there with all the IME classes that they have. uh, So I expect to see a, a huge event there.
0: And then, now take a deep breath for you at least, a month off. We have a a month, essentially, middle of June to the middle of July. I do a couple of Mazda Road to Indy events. I'm going to Road America, and I'm going to Iowa Speedway. But, dude, you get a month off. Nice little summer haul before you're uh, you're heading back to one of the legendary tracks uh, in the Midwest.
1: Yes, (laughs) heading over to Norway, Illinois for the Concept Hauler's Motor Speedway. Always a, a a very historic track, I think, for Midwest karting. Uh, as the WK Manufacturers Cup Series heads to that facility for the first time. And I want to say almost 10 years. Uh, it's been yeah. it's been a while since they've been back there or even since I've been back there. So it'll be good to be back there. Hopefully we can avoid some of the uh, summer storms that roll through there.
0: Sure enough. Uh, the following week, that's July, what, 13th, 14th, 15th for you, middle of the month. Following weekend, uh, I'm back on deck. Uh, Texas Pro Kart Challenge again. Amarillo Kart Circuit, that jewel over in West Texas uh, patterned after the uh, track in Istanbul, the F1 track where they run the, uh, the Turkish Grand Prix. Uh, they went there last, time, last year for the first time, Texas Pro Kart Challenge. This beautiful facility out there in the middle of, of Amarillo, Texas. And I think they're going to get a good turnout. There's a lot of guys from Colorado, California that have talked about coming out. Arizona as well. Talked about coming out to sample this racetrack. So, again, the good folks at P1 Promotions, Mark and Gina French put on a fantastic event. Uh, that'll be my second or third Pro Kart uh, pro event of the year, having started the season off in March at Speed Sports in Houston. That's July 20. They're running three-day events in the summer when everybody's off school. They're doing just the two-day single race events in the school year uh, uh, races,
1: which I think is a great call. It is. It is. And then to cap off a three-straight weekend deal for EKN Trackside Live, I will be down at Newcastle Motorsports Park for the finale for the United States Pro Card Series set for July 27-28-29 in Central Indiana.
0: And EK and Trackside Live means it's going to be all live on eCardingNews.com slash live, play-by-play. Of course, our Trackside Live coverage. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter. We always get the results up there very quickly. In David's case, when he's there, and it doesn't have to be on the mic, he's taking photos from every session. And those. Uh, we keep you working, David. It's no wonder you stay so fast. Yeah, uh, I
1: got to do a little bit more working.
0: <laughs> yeah? You <laughs> really all right. So yeah, I just, I, I think I you? just
1: need to rotate the hips a little bit more when I'm taking photos, <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude. It's a follow through. It's a follow through. Get that rotation right. All right, Dave. Let's let's wrap things up. We're almost done this uh, edition of the debrief. Yeah, a wrap up of the Keystone Nationals.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll get, we'll get it down, Pat. When uh, when the sun starts beating out really hot weather. So uh, <laughs> yeah, let's wrap up the weekend. You know, again, crazy weather in Wampum again. Uh, always, always interesting to see how the rain is going to affect things and how it's going to hit us. Uh, so thankfully, no damage was done, uh, as we've we've seen in years past. But uh, <laughs> always, always crazy weather there. But again, clean and competitive racing all weekend long, both in the wet and in the dry. Racecraft was was again like a B plus a B for the whole weekend, which we always want to see. Uh, and again, this marked the halfway point of the champion chases. Uh, in all categories, with three events to go, we got Norway, Newcastle, and GoPro for the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, you know, those tracks as well. Hopefully we can see some, you know, maybe some more uh, pers- participation in the Yamaha categories. Uh, you know, you know when you head to Newcastle and, and GoPro, you're going to get some good IME uh, numbers. So all in all, as you said, halfway through the championship battle, Norway, Newcastle, and GoPro still on deck. Uh, all in all, pretty good title battles uh, in WK Manufacturers Cup.
1: It's going to be an exciting uh, second half of the year.
0: So, folks, thank you so much for joining us. We are, what, as I said, May the 23rd right now. It's Wednesday. We're coming into the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, you know, have a great weekend. Be safe out there. If you're not doing anything on Sunday, tune in. Indianapolis 500. I'm excited to be on Pit Lane again with IndyCar Radio, but I know most of you will be either be watching on TV, you're going to be grilling out, maybe listen to, uh, to IndyCar Radio. I uh, hope you enjoy your. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. You too, David. You're home with the family. That's good.
1: Barbecues galore.
0: Oh, yeah. Grilling and chilling. Ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you so much for joining us here on the EKN Debrief. And thank you for tuning in to the EKN Radio Network. This was episode number 24. David and I breaking down the WK Manufacturer's Cup Series, the Keystone Nationals from Pittsburgh International Race Complex. We do want to thank K1 Race Gear for being our presenting sponsor of this debrief. But again, thank you for really tuning into the EKN Radio Network. You can download the EKN Radio app onto your phone uh, through iTunes and Google Play. Tap on there. Again, EKN Radio Network, 24-7, 365, carding content, podcasts, interviews, all the archived play-by-play events. Just a great way if you're cruising down the road and you want to listen to some carding, tap that thing, Bluetooth it onto your, onto your radio in your car, you're good to go so folks that wraps things up again so much more content coming on the ecan radio network throughout the season 24 ish episodes of the debrief i think david and i still have probably another 15 to go here this year lots more to come thank you so much for joining us on behalf of david cole my name is rob howden bye for now